Welcome to St. James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast features edited highlights from our Sunday service held on July 10th, 2022. To find out how to join us and for more general information, please go to www.stjamesleith.org.uk. to our time of confession. Trusting in God's forgiveness, let us in silence confess our failings and acknowledge our part in the pain of the world. Come home to yourselves and to each other. May all this unfree in you be released and may you blossom into a future graced with love. Amen. We'll do our Gloria in three parts. So um, this will be the first part, and then the middle people you have to sing loud, and then um, you lot over there. But we'll start all together. So let's pray together the prayer for today, the collect on page two of the sheet. It begins with the word God, if you can't see on the photocopy. God of truth, help us keep your law of love and to walk in ways of wisdom that we may find true life in Jesus Christ, your son. Amen. So we're going to say the psalm together. Psalm 82 on the insert. Uh, what we're going to do is um, the music group and our friends at home will say the even verses and the rest of the church with me will start with the odd verses. So, 
God has taken his place in the divine council, in the midst of the gods he holds judgment. Give justice to the weak and to the orphan. Maintain the right of the lowly and the destitute. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. They have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk around in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. Nevertheless, you shall die like mortals and fall like any prince. Rise up, O God, judge the earth, for all the nations belong to you. Glory to God, source of all being, eternal word and Holy Spirit. It was beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. The readings from Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 1 and the first 14 verses. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy, our brother. Two, the saints and faithful brothers and sisters in Christ in Colossae. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. In our prayers for you, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. You have heard of this hope before in the word of the truth, the gospel that has come to you. Just as it is bearing fruit and growing in the whole world, so it has been bearing fruit among yourselves from the day you heard it and truly comprehended the grace of God. This you learned from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, and he has made known to us your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord fully pleasing to him as you bear fruit in every good work and as you grow in the knowledge of God. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything with, faithful, with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and tra transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. Please would you stand for the Gospel.
Gospel is from Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. Glory to Christ our Saviour. Just then, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you've given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever whatever more you spend. Which of these three, do you think, was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. This is the gospel, good news for all. Praise to you, O Christ. Dear Lord, on this sunny, beautiful day, please shine your love into our hearts. Open our lives to your spirit and open our imaginations to your world. Amen. I was really pleased to see a friend this week who had just celebrated 40 years of being uh, ordained. And I said to him, I said, have you preached much on the Good Samaritan? He said, oh, never do that. Never, ever, ever, ever preach on the Good Samaritan. I always give it to someone else to preach on because it's, well, everyone knows it. We all know the story so well. Uh, so I said, oh, thanks. That's really helpful. <laughs> so so um, now I guess we do know that we know the Samaritan so well. And the trouble is all the shock value has evaporated because we think about them. We the Samaritans, the, Samar the Good Samaritan's Kitchen. I was about to say, is there a band called the Samaritans? I don't know if there is, but it's a, it's, we, we associate Samaritans with people who look after other people. Uh, but of course we know, we know that there is a great big shock in this parable, in this story, because the Samaritan is the unexpected carer. We know that the Samaritans were persona non grata. In other words, they were not really liked at all in first, century in first century Judaism. Why weren't they? Do you remember why? Because they, 
their origins went right back to the Assyrians because they had a separate temple, because they dressed different, because they looked different, because they spoke different. They were different. And in fact, you're encouraged in some parts of the, uh, the Jewish culture to say, do not, if you see a, a Samaritan dying or dead, don't help them or don't bury them because you may become impure. So there was a real divide between the local uh, Jewish population or the Israeli population, um, and I'm, I'm very aware I'm using terms inaccurately there, but the, against the, Samar um, the Samaritans. So it's into that context this story is told. But we almost certainly know that, don't we? We know, we know the shock, and then along he comes, and he looks after uh, the guy who's beaten up. So there's the shock. There is a shock there. But that shock for me has evaporated. And I suppose I've been wondering about how do we for ourselves recreate that shock? I remember driving down a few years ago from Jerusalem to Jericho and it's a very hot, desolate place at times. And as I was driving down, I, could, I, I started imagining what it would be like to be beaten up there. Uh, it wouldn't be a lot of fun. It would be very hot, difficult, hot, but also it, there are paths still left there that are narrow and you could imagine perhaps robbers coming out and beating you up so what i'm going to do is to invite you just very briefly to imagine yourselves into different persona if you like different people in this story so the first people is just imagine the thieves imagine if you were one of the thieves now uh, the other day I, I walked past the department of criminology and i was thinking it's amazing to spend your life trying to understand why people do crime. It's kind of important, isn't it? But what, why is it that people do stuff like that? Uh, you'll remember the famous phrase, tough on crime, tough on the causes of crime. But it's easy to sort of that to become too theoretical and think about, well, actually, there are people here, um, thieves might be desperate for food, desperate for resources, or perhaps they just liked beating people up for fun. It was kind of something they did. It was a hobby. It's kind of something a bit like Clockwork Orange. It's something you just act upon and bang, bang, bang. Or is it that they just were opportunistic? They just thought, well, let's get this guy. He's on his own. Let's beat him up and let's take some of his money and so on. So they clearly didn't see him, the guy walking through as a neighbor. So th there's the thieves. Then also there's the priest and the Levite. Now they are given they're sometimes described as the baddies. They are the baddies of this story, aren't they? They are the people who walked on the other side of the road. And we all go boo to the baddies because they don't do anything there. They don't, they're not involved, they don't care. And yet I think in a way, if we caricature them as just baddies, we don't do justice to the power of the story. Because remember the priest here, he's got really quite important business to do in the structure of that society. The temple, you remember, was a key economic, religious, social center. He'd been there probably for a couple of weeks, uh, maybe involved in some of the rites and so on. He had important business to do. And what's worse is he sees someone who's half dead or perhaps dead. If he touches him, he becomes ceremonially unclean and won't be able to perform his rituals back in Jericho. So there's a sense of, well, should I be involved? Shouldn't I be involved? Haven't I got more important things to do? Is there not something, a weight of care here? If I look after this person, I won't be able to look after those people. So you've got the priests there. And then also you've got the Levites there, the assistants to the priests. Do you remember the assistants there? Again, if the priest didn't do it, I probably shouldn't do it because I might be showing him up. 
I might actually be showing that I'm a better kind of carer. Well, I, and also, if he didn't do it, I shouldn't follow those, that act, so I'm not going to do it. I'll back off and just walk the other side. I mean, we could in, you can imagine other reasons why the priest and Levite didn't get involved in the story. And then, he's often not thought about, what about the innkeeper? What about the innkeeper? There he is, running his own... What, can we think of a good name for a, a pub in Palestine in the first century? Go on, give us a name. Come on. The donkey. The donkey. <laughs> That's very good. I like that, the donkey, yes. The donkey's arms. Yeah, I like that. That's really good, the donkey. Great. The donkey. <laughs> huh. I'll be laughing about that. So here he is. Now, the shock for the, for the innkeeper, wouldn't it be, is that this is almost certainly not a Samaritan pub. It's not a Samaritan pub. In blokes, in, sorry, in blokes, in walks this guy. Who is, who is he? He is an absolute outsider, probably somebody who normally coming into the pub might get beaten up, thrown out, or even killed for coming into the pub, for crossing a... So the innkeeper's saying, what do I do with it? And yet he does, he's the sort of backroom person, isn't he, in this story, who does actually get the beaten up person to look after. Um, we could go on with, in a very silly one, we could start imagining this story from the viewpoint of the donkey, <laughs> from the bird on the tree, but we're not going to do that because that's kind of a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, but let's just, well, it's, it's kind of easy, isn't it, to forget about one person that's the view sometimes known as, as the guy in the ditch the person in the ditch the view from the ditch if you imagine the story from his point of view or her point of view she's walking from down probably from Jerusalem is down to Jericho maybe a bit anxious because there's stories of people being beaten up and then it's beaten up um, not great experience not good to happen <laughs> you're there you're thinking oh great there's a priest they'll come and help the priest doesn't come and help. Oh, it's a Levite. Great. The Levite doesn't come and help. Oh, no, it's a Samaritan. Oh, shut. Oh, oh, what's the Samaritan doing? The Samaritan is what? The Samaritan is, is helping me here. So all of a sudden, it's a twist, isn't it? There, there, there's the shock. But the shock is, and maybe the shock for us is that I often cast myself in this role, just to confess, as the Samaritan, you know, we're the carer, we're the fixer. We look after people. That's what we do. Because we're Christians, and I know loads of us do that in lots and lots of ways. We do that. We are the people who, who look after people. But what happens in this story, we become the person in the ditch. What is it if we are receiving the mercy, the care, the repair, the help? All of a sudden, that changes, doesn't it, about how do we receive care? Maybe being merciful is about not just giving mercy, but also receiving mercy, turning on its head. Now, this is, now, just stay with me, because I spent a long time trying to work out how to make the move from that thought to the next thought. So just hold on, because there may not be an immediate. I try to think about how often this story is translated into our context. Uh, I've read people talk about, imagine, a, imagine this story is an Ulster and you've got an orange man who's, not literally an orange man, but you know, an orange man, um, beaten up and all of a sudden a guy from the IRA comes and helps. Or say someone, a settler helping a Palestinian who's beaten up. 
Or more recently, you could imagine perhaps a Ukrainian beaten up and a Russian coming to help. Do you see the, now that's the sort of shock of this story, but again, we, we get this, we know that translation. But what happens if we go back to this idea of mercy, that accepting mercy, accepting that perhaps we in different ways need to be bandaged, need to be supported, need to be healed. Because of course it's not just from the Good Samaritan, which is often identified with Jesus Christ, but actually it's from God that we come here and say, look, help, we need your help. We need your mercy, we need your grace in all that we do. It's interesting that, uh, just looking at a story from uh, Tutu, Desmond Tutu, and there's a short biography of him called Rabble Rouser for, for Peace. You maybe know it. He was absolutely determined to bring about just peace in South Africa. He, was, he saw this as a way of loving his neighbor. But notice also that he built a small chapel, a tiny chapel, I think in his backyard, where he would spend many hours each week praying. Praying because he also learned about the next story, which is loving God. The next story in Luke, of course, is the Mary Martha story. So this between action but also contemplation being brought together. Now you may have noticed that I've missed out one character in the story. Who have I missed out, apart from Jesus? The donkey. The donkey, we talked about the donkey, but I like the donkey, the donkey. <laughs> I wonder what the donkey, it must have been quite a heavy guy. Do you think it was a heavy guy, the donkey? But also the lawyer, the lawyer who said, what must I do? It's a very egocentric question, isn't it? What must I do to inherit eternal life? There's this double sort of questions, two questions, and Jesus gives both questions and answers back. Um, but he tells it through a story, and he says, well, actually, it's not about what for you, but it's about what you need to do. So there is an encouragement to do mercy, but perhaps it's partly being openness to the mercy of God. Uh, this week, I was lucky enough to see, got a cheap ticket to go and see Come From Away, I don't know if you know this interesting musical, a really great musical, which is about a little town in Newfoundland. You maybe know the story, Gander, I think it's called. There's about 6,000 people there. And all of a sudden, after 9-11, on 9-11, and yeah, actually on the day, about, was it 30, 40, 50 jets had to land there because all the skies of America were closed. And all of a sudden, this small town doubled, tripled inside with people from all over the world. And this musical, which is only an hour and 40 minutes, and it's tightly performed, explores what happens when you've got this tight-knit community and all of a sudden the whole world descends on them. It's a really clever piece of uh, musical theater. There's one moment that is, is, for me, was breathtaking because there was a guy who said, I'd never really go to church, don't go to church much, at all, and then suddenly finds himself back in church and starts singing, make me a channel of your peace. Make me a channel of your, I'm not gonna, maybe you would like to see it. <laughs> make me a channel of your peace. And I'm reflecting on how is it that this parable encourages us, this story encourages us to be a channel of God's peace. Is it that we go out and have to do more and more caring? Or is it also that we are open to God's mercy that leads us on the basis of that mercy, perhaps, to bring care and mercy to those around us. There's the challenge. 
there's a wondering. There's so much more in this story, but I think I should stop there and perhaps uh, turn to pray. Carol. Thanks, Julian. Um, we're going to sing uh, a refrain at different parts of the prayer, so Caroline's just going to teach us that first. So if you just follow Caroline at the different points as we come in, let us pray. God of love, for your gift of this amazing creation that is our home, we thank you. For the vast array of creatures that we share our planet with, from worms to silverback gorillas, from ants to giraffes and humpback whales and all the others, we thank you. God of all that is, for the gift of your wondrous provision for all peoples of the earth, we thank you. For the vast array of plants, trees and fruits that provide our shelter and our nourishment, we thank you. From mustard seeds to large oaks, from grains of sand to clay and granite rock, we thank you. of mercy you have given these gifts to all your people but we have not shared we have not been faithful neighbors we have not loved others as we have loved ourselves there is enough yet we have squandered what we have our environment is being depleted and many are suffering because we have not cared for this world as we should. We have not cared for our neighbours as we should. And perhaps we've not cared even for ourselves as we should. God of mercy, forgive us and help us.
God of forgiveness, challenges, liberators, changes. Our world is in a mess, broken, parched, flooded, torn apart by violence, corruption, war, greed and hate. We pray for goodness to prevail, for love, wisdom and mercy to be at the heart of all in power so that we and all our neighbours, near and far, may live well and in peace. God of justice, at home our politics is broken and our government is in flux. We pray for goodness to prevail, for truth, justice and compassion to be at the heart of all in leadership roles. May lies, injustice, self-serving, egocentric and narcissistic behaviours be called out. May the deep divisions and inequalities of our society be addressed and repaired so that we and all our neighbours, near and far, may live well and in peace. God of love, help us, your people, despite our weaknesses, fears and limitations, help us to use the gifts you have given us, to do what we can where we are, to play our part, to speak out, to act publicly or privately, to heal and to care. Give us wisdom, courage and compassion to stand together, to encourage and resource one another, that we and all our neighbours, near and far, may know heaven on earth. And from the words of Desmond Tutu, for goodness is stronger than evil, love is stronger than hate, light is stronger than darkness, life is stronger than death.
For goodness is stronger than evil, love is stronger than hate, light is stronger than darkness, life is stronger than death. Amen. And let's bring all our prayers together in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Do not bring us to the time of trial but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. is with us from cradle to grave and throughout time. Give us faith and courage to experience fully the truth of who we are, that we may evermore live in the joy of your love. Amen. As we go forth from this place, may the wind of the Spirit startle our senses and blow through our life. May the fire of the Spirit scorch our complacency and light our way. And may the blessing of God Almighty 
the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among us and remain with us always. Amen. Do you stay?